Welcome everybody to another edition of the Gentile Life Podcast. Last week I talked about, you know, celebrating a birthday in your 30s and I got a chance to talk a little bit about the Ultimate Movie Tournament and talking about the animation round. Lion King took that and they advanced as the champion. So they're going to take on the winner of this week's bracket and that is Sci-Fi. So who won? What were the matchups? How much did they win by? Well, in order to talk a little bit more about that, since it's sci-fi, I had to bring in my good friend, Ashley Clark. She has a little bit of behind the scenes in the movie industry, and I thought, why not bring her on the show? And so I'm going to play her interview right after the intro. I'm going to explain how we know each other, and she's going to get a little bit of background on what she has done before. And uh, just a heads up, there were some technical difficulties during the shoot of this interview, so if you hear some technical problems, that is the reason why, but don't worry, they don't last too long. But I hope everybody enjoys this episode. This is one of my favorite things uh, that I got a chance to talk about, and uh, it's been a lot of fun talking about movies with people. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation between me and my friend Ashley on the sci-fi tournament bracket and who came out a winner and did we agree or disagree with the matchups and who won where. Welcome, everyone, to the Gentile Life Podcast. I'm Ryan Gentile. My life is anything but dull, and I've been lucky to have met some great people in my life. I love sharing stories about what goes on in my everyday life, and since I've met a lot of great friends along the way that are doing some extraordinary things, I thought to myself, why not share some of their stories along with a few of my own? On this podcast, you're going to hear me share stories from my everyday life that maybe you can relate to. You'll also hear some from my friends that I bring on from time to time and the great things that they have going on as well. You might even catch some funny stories between the two of us. This is The Genteel Life. All right, so here we are on the Gentle Life podcast, and I have a very, very special guest. I'm excited that I haven't talked to in a very long time, uh, but we met back in college uh, at our uh, radio television days. I believe KSAU uh, was how we met, if I remember correctly. And uh, we did, <laughs> yeah, shout out to SFA, KSA. Uh, I guess I should do my radio voice like this. <laughs> oh, are we going to do that? No, no, no. We don't <laughs> do that. Um, but I would love to welcome my good friend, Ashley, to the show. Ashley, thank you for joining in. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am always thrilled to talk about movies. <laughs> well, so so I'll preface this. So I, I started doing this ultimate movie tournament because I got this idea from a podcast I listened to weeks ago. And I thought, hey, I should do that. I'll have people vote. It'll be fun. So you shot me a message. And I remember that you work in movies. Like you do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And so when you were like, hey, what about this? And we were just having this good conversation. And I thought to myself, why the hell do I have you on the show, at least for at least a week's worth of these or, you know, toward the end or, you know, all the time, whatever, you know, depending on schedules and stuff like that. And so that's when I said, Hey, you want to do the show? And I remember you're like, hell yeah. So, <laughs> so, so tell, so tell everybody, you know, kind of what you do, like, what is it that you yeah. exactly do? So I, uh, we met in college and uh, we were in radio television and then I minored in film in uh, cinematography and ended up, you know, majored in radio, minored in cinematography, and then, of course, the minor is what took presence in my life. Um, after college, I moved to Louisiana and became involved in the film industry out there. The first film that I worked on was um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, Ooh. which was a hoot. I enjoyed absolutely every minute of that, and throughout um, a five-year career in Louisiana, I worked in uh, the makeup department and in costumes. Um, both of which I truly enjoyed. Um, I met some amazing people, 
excuse me, uh, working in both departments, working on many films and different TV series. Uh, I also worked for Millennium Studios, which was a uh, company that gave you movies like Olympus Has Fallen and The Expendables. Mm. Um, and I got to work in a, a more behind the scenes production uh, with that. I, I worked for the company itself, but then I worked very closely with production offices. Um, not necessarily in their business, you know, doing anything, but got to see how in the office setting, an entire movie is planned out, how you coordinate all of that. And it was just very eye-opening. And I'm very glad I had that experience to be able to take that into the future. I also produced a short film called The Stand that made it into the Louisiana Film Prize. And we were top five in that category, or top five that year. Unfortunately, I'm not currently working in the film industry. We moved to Denver, Colorado. And um, I still have many friends who are working in the industry uh, and they're climbing the ladder and I couldn't be more proud of them. That's awesome. Did not know you produced a movie. So uh, I wrote that down. Like I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that somewhere and watch that. It's called The Stand. Um, It it is about um, a compilation of uh, stories that happened in Africa and basically our um, terrorists with ISIS try to hijack uh, a bus that are bringing people from one place to another. And the goal is to kill all the Christians on board, uh, which is something that did happen frequently um, in Africa. And a group of Muslims who were on the bus protected them and helped uh, hide them. Uh, Women would tie head wraps around the other women. So it looked like they were of the Muslim faith. And it's a way of saying, you know, it doesn't, religion doesn't matter. Humanity protects humanity. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, definitely have to take a look and anybody listening, go check it out. Definitely go check it out. So so obviously having the background in movies, uh, which it, to me is really cool. This is why I like doing this podcast. And, and, and so I started doing this podcast at the beginning of the year about everyday life, right? My everyday life as a dad, cause it's crazy, you know, pee and shit and just all kinds of stuff just going all over the place. Sorry. I know you're eating, <laughs> but, um, but then, you know, when I quit my job, I thought, man, wait a minute, but I got a lot of people I've met in my life who are friends who are doing some, let's start you know, uh, exactly what they do uh, as well. And so uh, I think my internet out there a little bit. So this is just going to be by the seat of our pants, but, um, but yeah, so that's what, sorry, (laughs) this is gonna be like this all day. Oh no, that's okay. I was like, all right, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. (laughs) Well, so, so here we are. So look, we'll, we'll get into it because you're going to, we're going to dissect the the results of the sci-fi week that I did with my movie tournament, because I think you Mm -hmm. and I had a really good conversation about a lot of great movies uh, that are labeled sci-fi. And I think with you being in the business, you probably understand this. A lot of movies are so, there's never just a plain action movie or plain, you know, sci-fi. I mean, there's usually, I mean, there are, but the majority of it, it kind of mixes where people could say, well, that's a comedy. Well, that's an action comedy, or that was a romantic comedy. I mean, am I right well, in that, that or do you disagree? Well, and so great. Like, they don't have to be one-dimensional. It can be, yep. you know, something like Pineapple Express. That's a stoner movie, but it's also the, one of the best action movies around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have things like you know Mad Max where it's fantasy and then action but it's also a sci-fi movie as well mm-hmm. um, exactly. and I think that's what makes films now so diverse like they don't feel like they're trapped in this one dimensional like okay we're doing a horror movie it's got to be blood and guts and slasher absolutely not it can be like what A Quiet Place is which was an unintentional horror movie that was meant to be a thriller sci-fi that became like the best horror movie of 2019 do like a normal seating I didn't you know 
um, mm-hmm. say, oh, this is the number one movie versus number 16 or anything crazy like that. This is literally just drawn out of a hat, just sure. randomly. So we'll talk about this. If you had to choose between Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and Predator, I know two Arnold movies going against each other, which I was like, oh, crap. Which one would you choose as the better of the two? Hmm. I mean, better is such a hard word for it. They're both great movies. Um, I, I I feel like I have to go with Terminator 2, yeah. only because of the the way that they use the visual effects. Uh, mm-hmm. And Cameron does love using his um, like digital effects, but a lot of that was practical. A lot of the things that they did was very practical. Not saying it wasn't in Predator, and Predator is an advancement in mm-hmm. that alien genre in itself. Yeah. Um, but Terminator 2's story, it was continuously gripping. You have this um, storyline that you don't necessarily need the first one to know, but it obviously helps you keep interested throughout all of it. Um, I mean, they're both solid movies. They both are quotable beyond belief. Yeah. Um, actually <laughs> yes, have, it's like the sticker of them like doing their handshake with oh, the muscles. Oh, yeah. The, the, the muscles are showing. There's like, yeah. Sticker, Very 80s. <laughs> <laughs> that was so i remember we looking back i remember i watched that as a teenager predator and they just go yeah and it's the close-up of the muscle i'm like god that was so 80s so 80s right there right <laughs> now i know right god i'm out of shape but no uh so everybody that voted agreed they it, it, it was a little closer than i thought it was gonna be it was 68 percent terminator 2 so uh, wow. but like i but but like you said though People, when you think of Terminator, nobody talks about the first one. Nobody. Well, I mean, okay, not nobody. But if you were to ask a random person on the street about mm-hmm. Terminator, they'd be like, oh, I'll be back, which was T2. Right. You know? And so that's, it's a cultural phenomenon that just, it's, it's, I think it's one, it's one of the best sequels you'll probably ever see. Well, and it was one of the sequels that broke the mold. Yes. You know, you have Alien 2, mm-hmm. something that is completely different from the first movie but stands alone on its own and is amazing in itself. Exactly. Which is kind of the same thing for Terminator 2. Like Terminator is one of my favorite movies, the first one. Okay. Um, From a professional sense in makeup because you have the scene where he's pulling everything apart. Like Mm -hmm. that's all practical. There's no visual effects in that. There's, they were, and I like Alien better than I like Alien 2. Sorry, (laughs) do fight me. Um, Because... I know what it takes, or I have been in a situation where you have to just make it fucking work. You don't have infinite budget. You don't have this movie that you're creating to say, oh, well, we did that. Give us more money. We'll make this one 10 times better. You have to put in the work, put in the blood, sweat, and tears, and it shows. And that's when I can appreciate. All right. All right. So we'll go to the next round. It's uh, uh, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan versus The Matrix. I mean, you have to go Matrix. Yeah. I do. I ha- you got to go yeah. Matrix. Like, I love Star Trek. I think that they <laughs> are such brilliant <laughs> movies to keep <laughs> timelines of how the 80s and 70s were. Yes. But the Matrix is just... It was a mindfuck. Matrix was a mindfuck the first time I saw it. Because I had to watch it four times to even halfway understand what the hell they were talking about matrix was the first dvd i ever owned oh nice <laughs> look at that some insider and i made like you know that was like oh, okay dvds we have all the behind the scenes stuff and just watching how like it it's a testament to something like for people like keanu reeves and Lawrence fishburne and all that mm-hmm. like they were acting to a green screen yeah you know, like there's nothing around them when Keanu's doing the bullet speed time or, you know, Trinity's got the high kick and everything. Like there's some mm-hmm. people there, but 
there's only so much you can do when you're acting toward a green wall. Yeah. And that same thing goes for like any of the Avengers movies and things mm-hmm. like that. Like there's a lot of that too. And I hope we'll talk about the Mandalorian coming up because I'm very interested in how they do their non-green yeah. screen. Um, yeah. I love that. But um, I feel I, like you can't, you can't say that a Star Trek movie from the Shatner years is better yeah. than the Matrix. No, you can't. No, and ninety six percent people agreed on that. Like, that was <laughs> that. Like as soon as I drew that matchup together, I went, "Well, shit! All right, I was going to win that one." I'll be very surprised if it's even close, and it wasn't. Right. So, all right, so we'll go to the next one. It was uh, the Fifth Element versus Jurassic Park. See, I would have went Fifth Element. Yeah, I know Jurassic Park. Uh, it was probably the winner in this one. It was. Um, yeah. 86%. See <laughs> why I get it. Okay. I have thoughts. Okay. Um, if we're going traditional sci-fi, you can't say that the fifth element isn't mm-hmm. number one, if not top three sci-fi movies ever made. Okay. Aside from the costuming, you have production value, you have the cinematography. There's every element and storytelling. Every element just builds and builds and builds like, they're both incredibly watchable movies. Like you yeah. could at any point in time, throw either one of those on and be happy with mm-hmm. it. Oh, I agree. But I just, it, I can't see the fifth element losing to Jurassic Park. And I love Jurassic Park. I'm an events coordinator and we have a movie in the park and we showed Jurassic Park this year. Not going to lie. But and I also don't think that, the fifth element has the nostalgia for people that Jurassic Park does. I mean, I, I quote more bits of the fifth element than I can (laughs) Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, But I feel like that always plays a big factor in it. Absolutely. And 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 you can't introduce your baby to Ruby rod before you introduce him to the (laughs) T-Rex. I think, I think the reason Jurassic Park is because, you know, people are just infatuated with dinosaurs. And I think it was one of those things where I remember watching it as a kid and all the news stations were like, could this really happen? And they talked to like professionals and things like that. And I was like, it was so weird, but fifth element, I remember watching that and just being blown away. Like, this is not your typical, like it's a badass movie of Bruce Willis being Bruce Willis, Mm -hmm. but in a futuristic setting, which it's like, you didn't really see anything like that at that time. Oh, And and it was, it was so Mm -hmm. mind blowing. You're just like, man, this is a badass movie. And, and then of course, and, and here's the thing. Later on, like when you rewatch it, I think people forget Chris Tucker in that. Like Chris Tucker was so over the top <laughs> that when people, I think, rewatch it, they go, is that the motherfucker from Friday? Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me, re- well, let me hit the back button, not rewind anymore because nobody has tapes. But it was, it, it was such, it was a great movie. And I, and I thought, and I agree. I think, I thought, I was hoping the voting would be closer than it was, but unfortunately it wasn't. But what yeah, was Fifth uh fifth element got 14 percent at Jurassic park got 86 what a travesty yeah um (laughs) i hope everyone goes back and rewatches the fifth element um i mean you have we're introduced to mila jovovich and then there she becomes the face of resident evil Mm -hmm. um and then you have luke besson who is your director you know i think people forget that before he did the fifth element he did leon the professional which in its own right is an extraordinary movie. Uh, it's the first time we meet Natalie Portman. It's the story of a hitman that becomes destined to protect this child. Um, but the, I mean, the thing that gets me too, and 
I know in the end we'll go into Jurassic Park more. Oh yeah. And trust me, I have plenty to say that's positive about that movie. <laughs> but honestly, just hearing that like 14% said The Fifth Element, like wow, go go do yourself a favor and rewatch it. If you say that you like sci-fi movies, go and remind yourself why this movie is still remembered today. I went and saw this movie at Red Rocks Amphitheater a couple years ago. They usually do like a film on the rocks and they'll have okay. a band and all that before <laughs> to a sold out crowd at Red Rocks. Nice. Just to watch a movie that's been out since 1997. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that <laughs> I forgot it was in the night. Well, I knew it was 90s, but I forgot it was 97. For some reason, I was thinking it was more early 90s or mid or more. Anyways, <laughs> uh, same year that the Matrix came out. No, no, the Matrix no Matrix was 99. 99. I remember, 99, yeah, 99. yeah, 99 was Matrix, but and that's right because it was toward the end of my high school career, and then uh, the the Fifth Element was more toward the beginning. Right. All right so, so we'll go to next one and uh, Demolition Man versus Star Wars 5 Empire Strikes Back. I mean, again, I love bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> will always be a soft spot in my heart for Demolition Man. So I voted for Demolition Man. I did. I, and here's the thing. And I, I knew Star Wars was going to win, but yeah. Demolition Man was so like, it was like, oh my God, it was, it was your typical just, movie but wesley snipes was such a badass in that movie wesley snipes being wesley snipes exactly <laughs> yes exactly blade With himself that, before he was blade <laughs> right right that's his predecessor to blade yeah and how many people remember like the taco bell that we know today yes. that's why it looks like it does today because of demolition man <laughs> yep oh god i forgot all about taco bell <laughs> and uh, all the referencing to it is just yeah. ah, phenomenal it's <laughs> but, so good <laughs> I mean, Empire is arguably the best Star Wars movie out there. Yeah. Hands well, down, I mean, because it had the biggest one through twist. nine. I mean, it had the biggest twist that nobody saw coming. You know, like Luke, I'm your father, and I just remember mm -hmm. everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Right. Like what? And in the whole um, the battle and toward the mm -hmm. beginning, of, you know, like that's rivals the trench run for sure. Yeah. And it allowed you to see more character development in a way that, you know, a new hope kind of introduced us to everyone. And then you consistently learned more about each individual character. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was so good. And of course, star Wars advanced with 87%, which I, I, I didn't. So you should have put demolition man up against the fifth element. I should have, I, I should have, but see, that was that, but see, that's <laughs> the luck of a random draw where you get some matchups that you should see later on that in the beginning, like, Oh shit, this is really this early but like i said it was that random it's not my choice i just picked them out and then it. even i'm I looking at them going man damn it i already know he's gonna win this one but <laughs> all right so so you and i had a conversation um about some and you threw out a movie a couple movies that um in my brain because it was one of those things that when i made the list and i was trying to figure out the brackets and doing the research mm -hmm. you helped me uh i i added two movies in that were on my list but for some dumb reason my brain didn't think to put them in so mm -hmm. the next round we have et versus avatar yes um, and Avatar was the one that I added in. E.T. was already in there. Avatar, I added in. Because here's the thing. I've never seen Avatar. And I had to remind okay. myself, this isn't my list. This is just in general. And I know Avatar was one of the biggest movies before Endgame took over as far as money-wise. But it was one of those things where I was like, this is a very good sci-fi movie because everybody loved watching it. It did really well. So let's throw it in there. And then, of course, it drew the, law, uh, the luck of the draw against E.T. So that's your next round matchup. 
Um, I mean, E.T. is such a classic movie. And again, I have a soft spot for anything with practical effects in it. Um, it, it those things were created. E.T. was created. The puppet was created. All of those things were done in real life. And yeah. like these child actors had to build a relationship with a puppet, mm-hmm. which is not something that everyone can do. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Avatar, which I won't lie. It's not my favorite movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's the story of Fern Gully, but with big blue people. Never thought but of that that way. It's Fern Gully. <laughs> oh, that's great. Sorry, but I've never heard that. Movie. I've never heard that comparison before. So oh, that's really? fantastic. Oh, no, it's just Fern Gully with blue people. <laughs> um, you have a movie that had a budget of two hundred and thirty-seven million dollars, and it made over two billion. Yeah. All that, right? You can't the the visual effects, and this is where Cameron really started leaping into mm-hmm. computer effects. Um, and then you had um. 4k it was the first time we really saw like movies in 4k and like the ultra hd uh and visually the mu- the movie is beautiful like if you've not seen it get a little drunk first and then really enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> but it, i mean it's it's 100 worth a watch um and as i am in my 30s and grew up with et and this is something that um, my assistant and I here as, again, we do movies in the park for this event. You know, we've talked about like, what if we show E.T.? But then I have to ask myself, like, does that movie still read? I haven't watched it in a long time. I have not yeah. watched E.T. since before I was a teenager. Yeah. But it, between the two, which one is going to have the holding power? Do we like E.T. because it's nostalgic or because it's a good movie? See, and, and I'm going to go with, I think it holds. So I saw E.T. a few years ago, and this is before I had my, uh, my little ones, because they're still not old enough okay. to really understand E.T., because my, my, sure. my oldest is only three, so she's not really okay. going to get it. But right. I, I think it holds is because you have a kid who befriends somebody, or he wasn't a very popular kid. He was just, you know, he was just, a, he was quote unquote a nobody. Sure. He befriends like this outside alien, which is really weird, right. but he developed this bond and friendship and it's, it's about, you know, doing the right thing. And, and I don't know, it's, there's a, I think there's a whole, there's a whole lot of things you can look into it, but mm-hmm. I think ET still holds up when I saw it. I was like, man, this movie still holds up. Like I still got excited. And this movie actually is the reason why I love Reese's pieces. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So when I remember you and like 75,000 other young boys. Are yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Reese's pieces are not really that produced that much anymore, but I think, you know, now people my age, yes, that's why people, they probably love Reese's pieces, but right. which I, you I, go I back know the nostalgia factor, like it is, it's a nostalgia factor. And I think it's still, and I think it would still hold up to this day because then for a lot of people that are a little bit younger, they, they've, they started seeing Drew Barrymore come back and do some stuff, you know, here and there. Um, where they're like, oh, ET is where she started going to Studio 54. <laughs> and yeah, well, yeah. So when they see ET, they're like, oh, that's a young Drew Barrymore. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, this she was in this movie. And I think that's where they would like, I think the generational gap will connect uh, with ET. But ET did win with 73%. But I think the nostalgia factor still, still holds up, uh, in my opinion. So um, I would probably go ET too. Like I said, like uh, Avatar is beautiful to watch. Like, mm-hmm. It is a cinematic masterpiece as far as visuals go. Um, I like Ferngully better, so <laughs> you can't beat Tim Curry being a blob of pollution singing to you. I mean, let's go. There we go. All right, so next round, uh, another movie that was not on the list originally that I did put in. Well, actually, I think I had it on the list, but I had it in a different genre. But then after talking with you, I was like, yeah, this is more sci-fi. Because um, I think I had it under horror, but then I was like, eh, I feel like it's more of a mm-hmm. sci-fi 
so um, this is not the movie. Uh, it was Independence Day versus the movie that I got added in, which was A Quiet Place. Which is um, a great matchup. And it is a great matchup. And here's the thing. I remember watching A Quiet Place, seeing the mm-hmm. preview, loved John Krasinski from The Office. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and my, uh, well, now wife, I think at the time we were just engaged. But I remember when we saw this, we were like, man, this looks really good. And I think the moment it came out, we, I think we rented it and we were watching it and I'm sitting there like, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I, I mean, I do and I don't, it just depends on what it is, but sure. sometimes not a lot of movies I'll sit there and go predictable or okay. Not that scary. Right. Okay. It makes me jump, but it's not scary. This I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of clenching my butt a little bit going, Oh shit. Like what's about to happen. Great movie. Absolutely. But when you talk about independence day, it's my favorite movie. One of my top movies because I love oh, Will Smith. Will Smith's my all time favorite actor from the Fresh Prince days, uh, before he became a movie star, that was my guy. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, my vote would go, my vote is going to Independence Day, but I love A Quiet Place, and I'm excited to see the next one. See, and this, oh yeah, 100%. I'm, and it's been pushed and pushed because of the pandemic that we're in, Ugh. and I just hope it doesn't go into oblivion. I hope we see it I soon. Not, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, Independence Day, I watch every July. You, know, you can't mm-hmm. not watch that movie. And it's a solid movie. There's the Bill Pullman speech solid. alone. You're just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> and if any girl my age didn't watch that movie and go, okay, I'll marry Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, and it's a solid alien movie. And it's a great movie, I think, to introduce people mm-hmm. to like an alien genre. Yep. Like you can show them aliens, but it's like, okay, well, here's an action movie you can get into before we get into the horror, which I do categorize alien as a horror movie. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun all around sci-fi. What's they starship troopers wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, and okay. So it's funny you brought up starship troopers because uh, I saw it on Netflix a few weeks ago and my wife had never seen, it. I'm like, Oh, we're watching this. And she's like, okay. Love bad movies. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 it's not good, but it is, you know what I mean? It's, it's amazing. God, like I remember, so I remember we're watching it and my, my wife is like, is that Neil Patrick here? Oh my God. He's a baby. <laughs> oh, is that so-and-so? Oh my God. He's a mm-hmm. baby. He's in so, I'm like, see, there's a lot of people in this movie and we never finished it because it got late and she falls asleep a lot during movies when we watch them at home. Um, but it was just <laughs> funny. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where I, I try to introduce her to it. And I remember that was like one of my guilty pleasures where like, if it comes on, I'm going to watch it. Cause I'm like, it's stupid, but I can't not watch it. It's weird. That's what bad movies are for background noise. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like the- I'm walking around the kitchen. I'm doing other yeah. stuff. <laughs> Cause you can just like quote it in your head and watch the movie in your brain. Yeah. And it's so, one of those movies you forget, like we're the bad guy in that movie. Like we're not yeah. the guy. We went to someone else's house and went, ah, oh, we own this now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and, and so Independence Day did win 90%. They, it, it crushed A Quiet Place. Which, um, again, that leads me back to like the Fifth Element thing. Like, did you watch, watch A Quiet Place? Like, did anyone watch A Quiet Place? If you exactly. haven't, you need to watch it. My first, I think I told you, my first experience with this movie was at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big dirt parking lot. And up Colorado is the windiest fucking place I've ever lived. <laughs> And it's not like, oh, it's a hurricane. It's going to be 90 miles an hour. It's like, oh, it's Thursday. It's going to be 90 miles an hour today. Yeah. So all day long, the wind was blowing 60, 70 miles an hour just because of microbursts. That's the thing we have up here. And so we're watching a quiet place in the car. The wind's blowing through the window. You can see the dust everywhere. And then this movie is showing in front of you. And I could not have thought of a better experience. That's awesome. That's That's a great experience. 
So I'll tell you, the first time I saw Independence Day is when it came out in theaters. Me and my best friend who lives across the street, his uh, uncle was in the service. I think he was, uh, I think he was an Air Force or uh, a Marine or he was one of the two. I can't remember. But so we go to see the movie and he's sitting behind us, you know, because we're sitting in another row. And I remember when they introduced Will Smith as this fighter combat pilot. He goes, this little bitch Will Smith can't do shit. Fuck him. <laughs> so then as the movie goes along, he goes, all right, I take it back. Will Smith was a badass. I would still whoop his ass though. <laughs> like it was, I mean, he's just chiming in the entire movie. It was so funny. I'll confess, goes, but only a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. All right. So here's a matchup that I was excited to see the results. And this was very, very close. Mm-hmm. The original Batman, Michael Keaton versus Black <sighs> Panther versus Black Panther. They're so different. Yeah. Um, I think Black Panther is number one, if not top three, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Agreed. I do. I think it is one of the best. I mean, it, it's better than any Avenger movie. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. I think. I think it's better. I think my top uh, Cinematic Universe movies are Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy is almost in there. Also, where was that on this list? Um, so it, it it barely didn't make it. Well, see, because you made a point too. Because I, I I had both Avengers in the bracket, Infinity right. War and Endgame, along with Black right. Panther. Black Panther was like a no doubter. Um, but then you're like, man, that's a lot of Marvel. I was like, damn it, you're right. And I love Marvel, but it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And and we'll, I'll get into my uh, talk about space Endgame it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll get into my talking about Endgame here in a second. But but yeah, sure. Black Panther. I think it was your. It was. I, I think here's the thing you had when you introduced him in civil war or when Marvel probably knew they were going to bring mm-hmm. him in. Like you're talking about your first black superhero movie. You had a lot of pressure. And so they had to deliver 100%. and they made sure. And I, and I'm not talking about just from a visual standpoint, I'm looking at just from everything. I say, I like watching behind the scenes stuff like round tables, you know, the behind oh, yeah. the scenes blue. I, 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 it just intrigues me. Like the stuff that you do, like the behind the scenes stuff intrigues mm-hmm. me. And so when I was watching it, I'm like, man, they nailed it from like obviously casting Chadwick to like the lowest person you could probably talk about on that movie. Mm-hmm. I think they nailed it because every aspect of that movie was just so damn good. It was so Everything. good. Like the story itself, like, you know, you think of superhero movie, you're like, yeah, storyline's not really what I'm going to watch, but this story was incredible. Uh, I, think that, I think that shocked people. They were not expecting that type of storyline. I mean, it's a solid movie all around. You have your production value. I went to the IMAX in Atlanta a couple years ago, which is the International Makeup Artist Convention. Oh, nice. And um, they had a panel that was all of the makeup artists from Black Panther, including Sean Richards, who um, she has an entire line um, that I wanted, uh, I might be incorrect, but they either invented, like made this product for the movie, or it was the first movie that they used it on which to get really nerdy out, it's a cream makeup, but it's a waterproof cream makeup. And <clears throat> one of the things with uh, Chadwick Boseman, which is such a loss, and I'm still reeling on that one. Yeah, that sucked. Um, he wore the suit for most of it, and they filmed this in Atlanta in the summer. Mm-hmm. So it's hot, and his, he's you know wearing this full body suit, so his head and neck are tanned, but the rest of his body was not matching his face. So any of the scenes where he's doing like the shirtless fight scenes for, for the controllable Conda and to be the Black Panther, he's completely painted in makeup to match. 
Wow. Which I think is hilarious. Damn. Uh, and just, you know, that's what we did as makeup artists. Like, <laughs> okay, we'll fix it. Whatever. We'll adapt. Oh, hello there, Mr. Peck. Let me just color you in. Right. There. Oh my God. So firm. <laughs> all of it. And the makeup in that, especially for Killmonger, like all mm-hmm. of those Nicks and Killmonger monger are all applied. Those are makeups. He stood there every day with his arms out, letting them apply each of those makeups and how they did it. It was basically just like a sheet with all of them on it. They put the sheet on there and press it on there, peel it off, do it again. Mm-hmm. He went through that every time he had to show a scene with that on there. And it also goes to the dedication from these actors. Like mm-hmm. I, we've seen actors in a chair for hours mm-hmm. and they have to do that day in and day out. Dave Batista, whenever he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Zoe Saldana, hours just to make this look good and yeah. to make it look right. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not one of those makeup artists, you know, boo to all visual effects. Like, do I prefer it to be real life? Absolutely. But if you can yeah. find that happy marriage between mm-hmm. visual effects and practical effects, then you have a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, that being said, the Tim Burton Batmans are my favorite. Yeah. Batman Returns is my favorite Christmas movie because nice. it's a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> so I feel it like that's, that goes along with the Die Hard debate because everybody says Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Oh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Thank you. Where's my you know, wife? I need to get her in here. We have this argument every fucking year. And one year I got her to admit it, and now she tried to retract. I'm like, bullshit. It's on Facebook. You if the movie it. happens during the time of Christmas, it is a Christmas movie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Batman Returns was great. But when, when I was looking at this, I mean, it had to be the original Batman because it was, oh, I mean, Jack Nicholson is Joker. Michael Keaton is Batman. Mm-hmm. Tim Burton, just his mind is so in a good way so like overly like he mind fucks you when you see his movies well and he went in the direction that you need to go with batman exactly Batman is not a bright joel schumacher kind of movie which we kind of saw later on but no shade but it's real shady yeah um it's this dark the dark night this darkness that he comes from Mm -hmm. and it shows in the crazy weird world that is tim burton's imagination before we reach a certain point to where we all just stop watching his movies because I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like after Sleepy Hollow, I just went, nah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His mind was a lot better in the 90s. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> have, my heart wants to say that Batman wins just because I love that movie, but Black Panther is an amazing movie. And it, so it's here's fantastic. The thing. Black Panther won, but it was 56% to 44 I mean, wow. it was close. It was like by that a few votes. That made me happy. I was like, okay, it wasn't a blowout because it shouldn't have been. Like, that's that should have been a close one. They're both great movies, and that's a hard matchup. That's a very, again, they're so very different in the spectrum mm-hmm. of like DC versus Marvel, but then you also have this older, raw version of it, and then this polished, well put together. And yes, being that it, you know, he is the first, I always laugh whenever I say he's the first black superhero. And then you see Blade in the background going, um, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> hello, Wesley Snipes over here. <laughs> beautiful representation of what the Black Panther movie should have been. And um, his sister, Siri, oh, yeah. uh, whenever he walks in and she goes, what are those? <laughs> I laughed for seven minutes. Just oh, the right, like the little details in the yeah. writing that crack me up so yes i 
love me Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson's portrayal as Batman, but I would have 100% picked Black Panther. Yeah, and I and and that's what I did too. And it was a tough one for me. I I did t- I took Black Panther as well. And from anybody that says who's Batman, and of course I don't count Adam West because he obviously will always be the first Batman. Right. But the best movie Batman, hands down for me, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. All right. So next round is Avengers Endgame versus uh, Total Recall. So Total Recall made it in there, which (laughs) it's sci-fi, but it's, it's, it's one of those movies that you just, Oh, like, why do I watch this? But you watch it. It's such a weird, like, (laughs) I don't know which one I would pick either. Like Endgame, Endgame again, wasn't my favorite Marvel movie, but it is Mm -hmm. a great movie. It ties up the ending of it and all that yada yada. And then you have this just weird ass movie that Arnold decided to do because why not? Yeah, because it was Arnold at the time and they gave him a bunch of Arnold liners. You know, I don't say one liners, Arnold, Arnold liners, you know, that's the typical. Uh, Can you what, do just a bracket of all the Arnold 80s movies? You know what? I, here's the thing. So when you were talking about like, you know, do you have musicals? It's like, no, but you know, I think I'll just do that as a standalone. And then sure. I think eventually like over, like over months, you know, I, I think we could just do a straight up Arnold movie. We could do a straight up Stallone mm-hmm. movie. You could uh, do movies. like an 80s action bracket. Oh my God. We could, I mean, I can go so many different directions with this, you know, throughout it would the time. Be so. It would be so much fun. And then like a remake bracket, like, oh, Ooh, we're going to get some Oh, okay. Or a sequel bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 um, or a, uh, uh, not trilogy, but like a, a series, you know, like you a would saga. say, like all of, you know, Marvel Avengers versus Born Identities or something like that. You know what I mean? Like right, movies, right, you know, right. all the Texas Chainsaws versus, you know, all of the James Bonds and all this other stuff. I mean, that would be fun. That would be fun. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, and I think with, I mean, I feel like the obvious choice here is going to be Endgame. Yeah. But I would almost go Total Recall because, again, I love bad movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's that nostalgia factor hits for me. But, but you, obviously, you, you, knowing the Endgame probably. It did. It crushed it 92%. Uh, <laughs> but oh. so here's the thing. But so for me, like, and, and Grant, I know a lot of people, you know, I, I put Black Panther, like I said, in the top three of, you know, but I put Avengers Endgame because I, I, I think back to all these movies I've seen that have been. Like even the Terminators, right? Like, or even the mm-hmm. Batmans, there's always these um, reboots or reincarnations, or mm-hmm. even if it makes it a long way, like even the GoldenEye movies don't really all tie together. They're kind of separate in a way, not. Oh, sure. But so for me, like, it was just, it was mind blowing to see that in the movie industry, you literally did all these movies that all tied together eventually. Well, maybe not in the beginning because they didn't know where I was going to go at first, but sure. they made it all tied together. And then mm-hmm. even at the, and just at the very end, like you, you, Yes, they left a lot of stuff out, and I know a lot of people weren't happy with a lot of different things about it, but I, I thought it was a good way to end this whole phase that they decade. were trying to do. Right. Like, how do you tie in a decade worth of movies? Like, And they, I, and they found I a way to do it. it. I don't I, – I didn't hate it. I liked um, how Captain America just decided to live his private life with his lady, and then everything still worked out the way it worked out. Yep. Um, I, I'm glad that Iron Man died because I know Robert Downey Jr. was fucking done. Like, and that's <laughs> I look at it from a different side. Like, yeah, I get it. Kill the yeah. character off. Be done with it. Yeah, just you um, know, yeah. I don't move it. Let it go to the next generation. You know, let yep. the let unfortunately, but you know, let the Black Panthers come out. Let Spider Man mm-hmm. come out. And yep. I read something that Spider Man, uh, Tom Holland, wants uh, the Punisher, the guy who played the Punisher in the Netflix version. Oh, okay. To become a part of his uh, MCU catalog, and I'm yeah. into. That that would be badass. Not see, that's that's one I remember as a kid what, reading the Punisher comics. I loved the Punisher comics, but yet mm-hmm. any movie that's ever been made, it just it 
it just, eh. and I know that I heard the Netflix version was very good. Um, I've heard which, really good things. And I haven't had a chance to watch it. I just, for whatever reason, haven't yet, but you know, uh, but I'm, I, I would love to see like a good Punisher, even if it's not a standalone movie, kind of like what they do with the Hulk, but he's included. Right. You know? It so, almost um, makes it better. Like, and it's kind of like with the Hulk, like we've seen just honestly, like with Spider-Man, like we've seen that movie be shot to death. Yeah. We know, we know the uncle's going to die. Yep. <laughs> we know the Hulk's going to walk into this thing and he's going to be filled with gamma rays and he's gonna be green and mad. Yeah. We've seen it. Let's move on. Like yeah. we don't have to rehash all that same shit again. Which is why I think, and I read this and I, and I agreed with uh, this point of view was, and I think that's why I like Spider-Man Homecoming so much too, because it doesn't do what you talked about. We know Uncle Ben dies. You know, they just go straight into mm-hmm. everything, you know. Well, I mean, technically with Civil War, he was included, but I'm talking about his standalone movie. They didn't right. do a backstory of his Uncle Ben. No, they just, his Aunt May right don't away. Have who's to young. Watch Uncle Ben die again. And if in the new Batman movie, if we see his parents fucking die and those pearls <laughs> hit the floor and then bounce around, I'm walking out. Yeah. <laughs> Over it. Uh, yeah. you it. You're an orphan. And you're <laughs> All right. So. All right, so now we're going to go into the second round here, and we got Terminator 2 versus The Matrix. Oh, that's such a hard. Yeah, that was, that was tough. My vote was The Matrix. Uh, I'll let you think your thought, but mine was The Matrix just because, again, the cultural significance of T2 will always be there. 100%. But The Matrix alone was such a cultural phenomenon Mm-hmm. and somehow managed to become a cult classic at the same time. I don't know how, but... It, it almost seemed like they didn't expect it, like, knowing the budget. Like, I have it pulled up because I never remember budgets or anything like that. <laughs> but, I mean, it was a $63 million budget, and it made $465 million in the wow. box office. That's insane. And truly, like, if we're talking in terms of large-budget movies, $63 million is not a lot. But like back then, it kind of, but back then it was. I mean, maybe not as much as like a Titanic, but oh, hundred percent. Yeah, but it's still that was but at the time though. Like if that was made today, that would be low budget. Obviously, that would be like a very low budget movie. Right. Um. And let's see, like Terminator Two being made in ninety one had a budget had a one million dollar budget or hundred wow. million dollar budget. I'm sorry, a hundred. I was gonna say, damn, they did that with one no, million dollars. No, no, no. I like you a whole lot. <laughs> Um, just miss a couple of zeros. <laughs> just two, you know, no big deal. Um, a hundred million dollar budget. Wow. I, in the, to me, I have no issue with the winner of this. I think that I would have picked Terminator 2 just because I have such a cherishing moment in my heart for that. So do I mm-hmm. for The Matrix. Let's not get that twisted. Yeah. Both immersed. Oh, yeah. It's stuff. not like you're saying one is better than the other because they can no. still be equally like there's a lot of room in your heart for such a good matchup like i i hope everyone who voted was super torn it so it was close it was 60 40 in matrix one so it was actually pretty close so i dig it i dig it um so that brings us to our next uh, matchup which is jurassic park versus star wars (laughs) five i feel like between those two i know i would have 100 percent picked uh fifth element over jurassic park (laughs) but i do think i would have picked jurassic park over empire yeah and and that's what happened 79 percent picked jurassic park and i mean that was i'm I'm a little flabbergasted by that i feel like i would assume that as we move forward in the bracket that the it would get closer and closer not something like that yeah 
I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting seeing these percentages because I wrote them all down before we got on. So I didn't have to go on my computer. So I only have right. one right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Jurassic Park won pretty handily over Star Wars, which I was a little surprised, actually. I, I was a little shocked. Like, here's the thing. I love Jurassic Park. I remember watching in the theater and just being mesmerized because I think whenever it came out, I wasn't even 13 yet. I believe I went with my Nana because my Nana took me to everything, no matter what <laughs> rating it was. And I just remember sitting there watching it and like, I was like, this is amazing versus, oh shit, I'm kind of scared. Like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, oh shit, I'm kind of scared. Like, and you know, just- Again, that marriage of visual effects and practical effects. And it, it's one of those things like when you look back, so we watched Jurassic Park a few weeks ago when it was, I guess they brought it on Netflix and like, oh, let's watch this. And I remember oh, watching yeah. it going, the visual effects, like when you watch a 90s movie, most of the mm-hmm. time, you, you know it's a 90s movie just based on the visual effects of what they mm-hmm. had at the time. But with this movie, it's like you could technically pass this off somewhere in the 2000s and nobody would know the difference. Well, we have, what, seven Jurassic Park movies and not a single fucking one of them will ever match up to the originals. No, and that's not. because you have a great team in um, the visual effects team that worked mm-hmm. with Stan Winston's company and created that. The Velociraptors are real people inside of those costumes. The dinosaur that they use, the T-Rex, is, I want to say it's like 36 by 18, and it was a real working mechanism. They created a head for the close shots, but when it's raining and that T-Rex brings its head around to look at Sam Neill, Mm -hmm. that's a real fucking thing. In a Sam Neill, you have to go, oh, shit. Like, (laughs) this is a real thing, whipping its head around. And also a fun fact, when the electronics in that dinosaur became wet, it came alive on its own. Ah, and not would, only was it the speed of a bus at full speed, it would sometimes do it on its own. So what you're saying is the guy that got eaten on the shitter really happened? Is that what you're saying? Right, <laughs> who knows? Because, <laughs> I mean, like, that scene alone, I just... After that? <laughs> God, like, it's like, if I, if I, like, I don't, if I ever had to take a shit in a porta potty, I'm sitting there going, God, I hope this thing doesn't fall apart. And there's just a <laughs> dinosaur looking at me to eat shake me. around you. You start <laughs> <Yeah>. to worry. <laughs> like, well, at least I got all the shit out. So when I die, at least it, it's already out. So <laughs> my scene is the one where, where it's raining and he just got out of the paddock and Sam Neill gets his attention. So it focuses on him. And then that glare just, Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The first but time I, I watched that, I I got scared and I walked out. Of I will say though, it's one of the things as you got older, the biggest continuity error ever, and it's just it it it's like one of those things where it's like, well, wait a minute, the ground was all flat, but all of a sudden the car falls down this steep, steep drop. <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? And it's one of those things like you don't think because you're so mesmerized by oh, everything. Right. Like the first time you see it, you probably don't comprehend it. But then when you watch it the second time, you're like, well, wait a minute. Because now I know what's happening. Wait it's a movie minute. Movie magic. It is. It's movie magic. And, you know, and that's fine. And here's the thing, though. Because it's such a great movie, like, it can get away with it. <laughs> so it right, was right. It's still great. You just yeah, so Jurassic- go, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jurassic Park moved on. Uh, so now that brings us to E.T. versus Independence Day. Got to go Independence Day. Yeah. I mean, and it- again, E.T. is nostalgic, but Independence Day is... <laughs> It was, it was just Will Smith punching an alien saying, welcome to earth. It was like, fuck yes. Like, that's awesome. I want to be that guy that just punches an alien in the face and says, welcome to earth. Right. Very nineties. That's for sure. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, No, uh uh (laughs) uh-oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I hear no fat lady. I didn't hear no fat lady. He's like, dude, you got to give up the you fat ladies. You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think Goldblum and Will Smith, like, God, I wish we had seen them in more movies together because I feel like that chemistry was so chemistry. good. It was it, so it good. Is, you look at the two, like, their movie backgrounds coming in, you're like, okay. I mean, it's, Jeff it's not pairing. weird as he could be, and it, it just works out. It What's does. the old it man does. movie? And, and I think that's what I love with certain movies. When you get certain pairings in movies that you look at, you're like, this should never work on paper, but on screen, it fucking works. Well, and that was one of them for sure. But Independence Day. Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker. Again, another one of those, like, that. okay, but they were so comedically perfect together. <laughs> Independence Day did move on from ET. It was actually pretty close, fifty-three percent for Independence Day. So it was actually very close. Oh, I uh, love that. Yeah, it was very close. That that was something. I mean, because you got two. I mean, those are two classics, regardless. So now you got uh, now we got two Marvels going against each other. You got Endgame versus Black Panther. I think I go Black Panther. I think it's a superior movie in all in all. You know, taking away some of the aspects of like the you know, first Black movie uh, or with the Black superhero, um, mm-hmm. and then the finale of everything. Black Panther is the superior movie. So, and here's the thing. I don't disagree with you. Uh, mm-hmm. in, Endgame did move on. Uh, 76% to 24, which I was a little disappointed what? in. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in that. What's wrong with you guys? And, and, I, and I agree. Black <laughs> Panther, I think, is better than Endgame. And I love Endgame. Like, I'm putting that as probably like a close second, you know, more than likely. Maybe third, depending. I don't know. I have to really think about that one. But Endgame yeah. does move on. So, um, okay. all right. So, now we have... The Matrix, and this is our final four now. We got Matrix and Jurassic Park. (sighs) See, in in reminding myself that this is a sci-fi category, I'm going The Matrix. To me, Matrix seems more sci-fi than Jurassic Park. And I agree. And uh, that was my vote as well uh, when I uh, was looking at this. Unfortunately... uh, Strangely enough, Jurassic Park, 75% got the vote. 79%? 75, 75, uh, 75. So, I mean, but still, still a lot. I mean, it was, and it's one of those things where I was just like, wow, like, okay. I, so to be complete, I thought Matrix would take this all the way. I really did just because. I kind of did too. It's, it's, it's that movie, but that's why I leave it for others to vote. Like, Hey, you put in your vote. Let's see what happens. And you know, we agree or we disagree. I do disagree with this. I feel like the Matrix should have moved on. Uh, not that Jurassic Park's not a great movie, like you were talking about earlier with ET and Independence Day. It's just like, wow, like holy crap! Like, I'm surprised it was just that big of a gap. So, I am too. I mean, again, knowing how much, and I think some of it too. Not to take anything away from the original Jurassic Park because you fucking can't. Yeah, it's still in the mindset today. It's mm-hmm. we have the Jurassic World. We have, I think, like Netflix just came out with like a cartoon or something Probably. like that. <laughs> Right, but it's it's so much in our forefront of our mind, and the Matrix isn't, except for you know they're making one right now. I get that, but which I'm curious. Kid, I'm, I'm curious of what that's going to look like. Without I'm Lawrence Fishburne in it, so I don't know. I'm into yeah. it. No, no Lawrence Fishburne. Like I'll probably like the, I'll probably go see it, and I, but I'm going to have a very high bar. Right, hundred. I mean, because the second and third ones were not. They were okay, Honestly, but they were I not obviously two, the first. I didn't watch which one was was three the one with all the TVs? 
Uh, that was the second one. Yeah. So me and my okay. wife, we were trying to, we were trying to watch all three. We, we uh-huh. got through some of the second one. We haven't even started the third cause my wife's kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. So. Am I the only one that liked Animatrix? Because um, you can't look at it as a Matrix movie. It's yeah. a bunch of vignettes. It's a bunch of small stories that gives you the background of how we became mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. I think everyone should give the Animatrix a second shot. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, all right. So now who will be taking on Jurassic Park in the championship is Independence Day versus Endgame. I think Independence Day is the better movie. Personally, I think it's the better movie. So I don't disagree with you. <laughs> but you I like Endgame. But I love Endgame. <laughs> God, I fucking love Endgame though. I just I, See, I guess I just Well, and so here's the thing, and I think the reason I like it so I much I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think it's because of the build up to it through 21 other movies before we get to this one you know i think that's why i enjoy it so much is it's not like compelled to enjoy it do you feel like you have to enjoy it because you've come this far no i think i enjoy it because i enjoy all the other movies like i enjoy seeing like it's like like so when you would watch like winter soldier i'm like oh shit like okay so what does the next movie look like okay so you watch it doesn't really tie in but then it ties in with you know age of ultron which but still but you know um, I, think, I loved age of ultron thank you very much i mean i, I didn't how can you not like dislike it but if i'm james ranking Spader. them it's definitely in the middle of the pack for me it's in the middle of the pack for me james the Spader first was avengers is what i love i love the first avengers um Fair. that but, i mean standalone best avengers movie that they mean i think yeah. the avengers like, oh yeah version. absolutely well because and i think that's why I enjoy it so much because I had like, cause here's the thing very rarely, like I have high expectations going into movies. So like, for example, uh, bad boys is my favorite movie of all time. The Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. So when bad boys two came out, I mean, my bar was high. I'm like, this better be the best fucking movie ever because I love bad boys. I can quote the whole movie from beginning to end. I remember back in the day before, you know, uh, on demand is the pay-per-view and you had the squiggly lines. You had to order it because it was all staticky. I would literally watch it because sometimes the picture would look enough where I could see some of the movie, but I could only hear it really. I couldn't really see it. And I'd watch it, you know, when my parents weren't around because I wasn't <laughs> of age to watch rated R movies at that time. And so, you know, but that's what I'm saying. So I had this high bar. So within game, it was the same thing. Like all these movies, like, man, all right, I got this very high expectation and it, 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 it met it and it exceeded it for me. Not in every aspect. No, but it did so well that, you know, and I love Independence Day because I love Will Smith. I love this was a hard vote for me. Like I love Will Smith. I love Independence, and I will say, like again, I appreciate it. Uh, I could go either way. I don't really have one to watch it again. I might, but yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watch Independence Day all the time, and because it is a st- and there's an Independence Day too that no one talks about because it wasn't worth making. Sorry. Yeah, about it. I, I I remember watching it going. Uh, okay. I mean, if you're going to wait that long to make a sequel, why Why do you feel compelled to do this? Because the first one was such an amazing movie that still gets recognition today that you feel you need to write that coattail. Yeah. But if you were going to write that coattail, you needed to do that in like 2001. Not oh, 100%. 20- we should have done it in 2000 with like the apocalypse, which maybe we were supposed to wait for 2020 for the <laughs> next. If, if that movie came out this year, it probably would have been more impactful. <laughs> All right, but so you're. I so, would have won Independence Day. So Avengers moved on barely, fifty-four to six, uh, fifty-four percent to Avengers uh, to forty-six. Close. I mean, so it was close. very close. It was very close. So now, it's Jurassic Park versus Endgame, and this was very close. This came down to one vote, literally one vote. One vote. 
One vote decided the winner. One vote. I and think it, I would have voted knowing that I think, well, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> when I think sci-fi, again, I think of, you know, space and travel and yeah. things like that. I would have went in game, but I think that I like Jurassic Park as a better movie. Yeah. And so uh, my vote was in game and Jurassic Park won though, 52% to 48%. Like, one vote. So I had this up all day. Like I put it up early in the morning. I mean, like depending on when my kids wake me up usually depends on when I get these uh, polls up. Right. So. Hashtag I, dad life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that dad life for sure. So I'm sitting there and I put this up and like, I'll check on it periodically throughout the day. Cause I put it on Facebook and Instagram because uh-huh. uh, I have a lot of you know people that are on Facebook, but not Instagram and vice versa. And so um, as I'm looking at it, at one point for a good solid four hours, it was tied. Like it was literally tied. And I thought, well, shit, because I take this down usually right before I go to bed, which is like 1130 right. uh, midnight-ish. Uh-huh. All right, we'll see what happens. And so I, I check it and I looked and it was like one vote. Wow. Somebody voted, I guess, last minute for Jurassic Park over right. Endgame. And I was like, holy oh, shit. What's up? How many total votes? Uh, I think it was 35 or 40 votes, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it had quite a few votes if I remember correctly. Um, I don't have it written down right here, but I know it was definitely, it was definitely well above 25. Well, get in Jurassic Park. And again, <laughs> everything that we've said thus far, it's an amazing movie. I, we did um, our movies in the park here at work. We did an audience choice where we put four movies up there and, um, Jurassic Park obviously went for ours. Do you want to know them? Hmm. what was tied with Jurassic Park by like one or two votes until at the very end? Which one? Yes. Which movie? Don't tell me it was Endgame. Wait, which one? Holy oh, hold on, your audio is going out on us right now, so I can't, I couldn't hear what you said. What movie? Now I'm, um, hold on, I, I couldn't catch your audio. Your audio is really, really faint right now. Hold on. Let's, okay, I think I can hear you now. There we go. All right. Yeah, I can hear you at least a little bit. So what movie was it? I got to know. A League of Their Own. Oh, my God. That's such a good movie, which is in one of my brackets. It's in uh, my sports movie bracket. Take that. I did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my sports movies, uh, well, because I had A League of Their Own, and I was trying to decide what genre, and then I was like, wait a minute. I don't have a sports genre. Oh, shit. There's plenty of those. So yeah, so League of Their Own is in the sports genre. Oh, that's a oh, love League of Their Own. Can't wait to talk about that one. We'll probably show it next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I know you have a few more minutes left on your break. Uh, so before we go, really quickly, I, I, I do have to ask. Um, so we did an animation bracket. Obviously, we're not going to go through the entire bracket, but uh, it came down to Toy Story versus Lion King, the animated Lion King versus Toy Story, the first one. If you had to choose, which one would you have chosen? Both solid choices, 100%. Mm-hmm. Both solid choices. Lion King, I think, was Disney's number one movie for a while, probably until Toy Story came about. Mm-hmm. I think I would have to have gone Toy Story. I I liked Lion King more as an adult when I rewatched it and then started watching behind the scenes and saw how they did the animation and everything. Yeah. Um, not taking anything away from the animation from Pixar and Toy Story because it is above and beyond <laughs> infinity and beyond um you but done I arm up in the air. <laughs> uh and as much as i love hamlet which is what the lion king is 
Um, I think I probably would have picked Toy Story. So, so Lion King won, but I was very shocked. 72% went to Lion King. Like, I thought it had been closer. Well, everyone, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't like the Lion King. You know sure. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or hasn't seen the musical or wasn't disappointed by the live animation one yeah. <laughs> or the live action one. <laughs> um, I'm not upset by that by any means. I, yeah. I oh, no. And I wasn't either. And I, I feel like it, it was a definitely a good bracket. And I mean, good final. Because I, I thought Toy Story would win all the way, uh, you know, when I, when I was putting this together. Oh, yeah. Before we go, I do want to talk about some uh, sci-fi movies that I feel like need some special recognition. Yes, go ahead. So I, your bracket is fine. I like it. <laughs> thank you. Oh, your thank you. Fine. <laughs> it can work out a little bit, but it, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are just some movies that I feel like, again, you know, there was a bunch of the superhero movies on there. And I, I, I want you to do a second one and pull from the depths. Okay. Where was the Blade Runner? Where was Mad Max Fury Road? Or Mad Max uh, Road Warrior? Road mm-hmm. Warrior is such a great movie. Um, and then you have things like District 9. Uh, Avatar got thrown in there. <sighs> it wasn't a favorite movie of it, but like Alita Battle Angel was such an interesting concept and yeah. coming from such a great anime that had so much respect. Um, cool. I, then you know you start to think like okay zombie movies that's technically the future you have 20 uh 28 days later mm-hmm. i i want you to curate a uh a b-sides <laughs> so a b-sides one so you you're, you're you're giving me a good idea so what i'll do is because uh, i think this tournament i put together runs i think it should be i think the first week of november ish so what we will do i think you and i connect and we'll create a Second sci-fi. We'll go into the depths of sci-fi because I know that's your bread and butter. I know you love yourself some sci-fi. And so what we'll do is how about we do this? We'll, we'll put together a, a sci-fi round two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll collaborate and figure out, you know, uh, what uh, makes, we'll do, we'll pick 16 movies again. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I say what we do is you and I, you put a poll up on your social. I'll put a poll up on mine. We total oh. it together and we see who moves all the way in each week. Love it. Let's do that. So tell me, what's the next bracket? Yeah, all the time. We we, we just talk movies all the time, every day. (laughs) I wish I got paid to do this because I'd be like, man, this is my job. Just talking about movies all day. This would be great. But yeah, I don't get paid to do this shit. I just do it for fun. So (laughs) one day, one day, one day, one day, one day. But no, I love that idea. I love that idea. We'll do it. Tell me what the next bracket is. So here's, okay. So your next bracket. uh, So let me pull this up real quick where are you because i nervously bite my nails in curiosity <laughs> uh let's see where oh man uh, do, 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 do. i gotta find you where did you go and we obviously have horror in october right yeah so yeah because originally so this next week was supposed to be horror and i was but i was doing the weeks and i was like well wait a minute the week leading into uh, Halloween is uh-huh. October. So, cause I was looking at yeah. cause Halloween is on a Saturday and mm-hmm. I think I have it set up where it's either the week before Halloween or the week mm-hmm. of Halloween where the voting oh. will take place type of thing. Dope. So, dope, dope. Yeah. So I was making sure of that. Uh, okay. So, so next from here was uh, rom-com is, is my next one. Love it. That's so always here, a great category. So here are the great bad movies there. Oh, a lot of great bad movies. So here, I'll just tell you all the movies that made the 16 and, and you tell me what you think is going to win it all. And then of course, you know, um, we, we throw some bets out there. 
I mean, we probably could. I'm broke as a joke. You remember, no job here. But <laughs> uh, so you have Jerry Maguire, uh, mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, we have Wedding Singer. Uh, yes. Clueless. Yeah, Clueless is in there as well. Are they facing each that. other, the Wedding Singer and Clueless? I'm sorry? Are they facing each other, Wedding Singer and Clueless? Uh, so actually, yeah, here, I'll, I'll break it down for you. Yeah. Cause the voting starts tomorrow. So, or wait, uh, Thursday. So I'll put the, okay. the voting up on Thursday, but yeah, so you get a little inside peek and anybody listening, you can get an inside peek of the matchups coming in. So it's Jerry Maguire versus crazy rich agents. Okay. We got pretty in pink versus say anything. We have 16 candles versus the princess bride. Uh, which my, my pick is going to be princess bride. I think that wins it all. Uh, when Harry, which met- one, 16 candles, I'm sorry. 16 Candles versus Yeah, Princess 16 Bride? Candles versus The Princess Bride. Yeah, okay. Uh, we got Her- When Harry Met Sally versus Pretty Woman. Oh, okay. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall versus There's Something About Mary. Oh, what a great matchup. Yeah. Sleepless in Seattle versus Groundhog Day. <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You versus She's All That. Battle of the 90s. <laughs> Battle of the 90s. <laughs> uh, and then Wedding Singer takes on Clueless. Wow, what a hard one! Um, yeah, those, there's a lot of good matchups there. Where I'm like, man, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be an interesting bracket, I think, or tournament to see who wins this one. one. I love all of those movies. Um, Ten Things I Hate About You is one of my favorite movies ever. It, again, it all goes back to William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty in Pink is one of my favorite Molly Ringwald movies. <laughs> um, if I have to pick one, I'm gonna say Ten Things. Take it. Okay. All of them. in the wedding singer. I actually watched the wedding singer yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's one of those man like people rag on Adam Sandler, but he had a lot of great movies before he made um, bad ones. And that is just one of the best, one of the best Adam Sandler movies, and one of the best movies of the early two thousands. Like, fight me on that. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but um, and, here, and I think here's why it's so great too is because it's in the it takes place in the eighties. And they kept with they kept with the genre of the eighties. Like they didn't overly eighties it up, if that's a term. They actually they don't throw it in your face. Like look at all this neon and black lace and hairspray. Like they're just wearing it. (laughs) Just wear it willy nilly. Because being a kid born in eighty one, that's what it looked like. (laughs) Wore the shit. That's so funny. No, I think that's going to be an incredible bracket. I'm really excited for that one. Pretty in pink. And it was one of those, like, when I was growing up, when I was, like, young and angsty, The yeah. Breakfast Club was my favorite, like, mm-hmm. Brat Pack movie. Yeah. But now as an adult, I'm like, fuck, I relate to Pretty in Pink a whole lot more. Like, not now when oh, I was yeah. in high school, but I never saw it in high school until I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's my girl, Andy. <laughs> I think but, that's for a lot of people. They watch movies going, okay, that's not me now, but definitely back then, that was me. Yeah, watching even the same movies you love like there's a lot of movies that I loved as a kid I'll refuse to watch as an adult because I know all the magic is gone yep you know Mm -hmm. and I don't want to ruin it I want to keep that locked up in my brain as one of the best things ever and then you have like movies like The Wedding Singer and Clueless like Clueless what we're on the 25th anniversary this year yeah absolutely (laughs) it's it's one of the best again going to a classic literary um Mm -hmm. readaptation um, and, it, and Clueless still holds up. Like it still holds up to this and day. And Paul like, Rudd still looks the same. So oh I mean. God, I want to be Paul Rudd when I grow up because that dude, look, yeah, he doesn't he hasn't, he hasn't changed. I think he's a mutant. He's only one wrinkle now. <laughs> and it's from that that one just above his eyebrow that you barely even see anyway. So it's like. And then God bless Brittany Murphy. 
Oh, I oh wish she was still here. She was so good. I mean, she was such a good actress. And I mean, she was so good in that movie. And uh, it was definitely great. Um, and then you get a young Donald Faison in there before he got the scrubs. And, you know, and if you don't, I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but if you're not listening to him and Zach Brass podcast from scrubs, it's fantastic. No, it's so good. It's so good. And I love, cause they, they talk about clueless a lot. They're trying to get Alicia Silverstone on their podcast to talk about clueless. Dig it. I mean, this is the year to do it. You got 25 year anniversary. Do it now. Yeah, They do two episodes a week. Cause they're like, what else are we doing? <laughs> we can't do anything else really? So well, I hope to do this with you next week for rom-coms and okay. I'm excited to make my votes. Okay. Well, I'll reach out. And if you're, if we're able to connect, hell yeah, we'll, we'll do this again. Cause I love doing this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, just getting your perspective. Cause again, you have a, such a unique perspective when it comes to movies. And that was even before you did like, even in college, when I met you, you had a different perspective on movies and stuff. And I think that's why we gravitated toward each other. Cause you and I agree on some stuff and I'm like, Oh really? Okay. Shit. Tell me more. Like, cause I'm, in, I'm interested. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's see what you got to say here. I'm glad to hear you say that because I've definitely, especially in college when we were taking like film classes and where we were meant to dissect it and stuff. I'll never watch a movie the same way again. I can't, I can't just go, okay, this is a dumb movie. Let me lose myself in it. Cause I'm going to go, oh man, look at that costuming. Ooh, that continuity (laughs) is not the same. Man, these lights could really be. (laughs) And we had one time in college, we were all watching movies together and all us film kids were talking about it. He goes, I fucking hate watching movies with you guys. (laughs) see this Sorry, is what he needs to do just he needs to do a tournament and y'all just talk about movies y'all don't watch it you just talk about them that's right, all you watch them without us and then we'll come back exactly to it. like okay it's like ashley uh we're gonna go see a movie real quick have you seen it no okay go see it in the other theater we're gonna go in this theater and then we're gonna we congregate afterwards well see we've never <laughs> seen the movie before i'll keep my mouth shut because i don't know what to expect either oh yeah <laughs> i love it i love it this was a blast. I had a absolutely fabulous time. Oh my God. It was so good catching up with you. I mean, it's been years, I think, since we've talked. Please I mean, I know decade. we do the social media stuff every now and then like the millennials <laughs> do now, but uh, yeah, it was so fun uh, catching up with you. You look great. I'm glad you're having a great time up in Colorado. Hope the boyfriend is feeling better as well. Too. Much better. Good. Much yes. Better. It's never good when you're a significant no other sick. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Rona, just a bug. It's okay. Just I promise. Bug. <laughs> bug called a vodka. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah my, mine is usually tequila. <laughs> it's usually what my that bug that catches me if I'm dumb enough to drink it. So, all right, I know you gotta get back to work, girl. But it was so much fun catching up with you. I hope you have a great one, and uh, I'll reach out to you. And if we can connect next week, uh, great. If not, we'll connect on another round. I promise. Love it. All right, girl. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right, so thank you again to my friend Ashley. Oh my God, it was so much fun talking with her and really getting the insights of what she sees when it comes to movies. It's just like when we were back in college, man, we were just shooting the shit and talking like we used to talk and just having a lot of good conversation. Hopefully we'll get a chance to have her back on the show to talk more about these brackets. And if not, uh, next week, maybe a couple weeks later, uh, for sure going to try to get her in the horror genre because I know that's what she specialized in uh, a lot. Uh, her first movie, like she said, uh, was one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies where she got a chance to work behind the scenes. So that was really cool to hear. And I think she'll have a really good uh, perspective on a lot of these horror movies when it comes to that round. Hope everybody has themselves a great rest of your day. Be sure to like us, uh, subscribe, comment, do whatever it is you got to do wherever you're listening to your podcast, guys, so you can know when the next episode is up. Hope everybody has themselves a great day and tune in next week because rom-coms will be the next discussion I might even be talking a little bit how I just turned 39 this Saturday. Oh my gosh, he's so old. I know. All right, guys, everybody have a great one. Talk to you then.